Today's reading is from Genesis, chapter 28, verses 10 through 22. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give one-tenth to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you on this July 4th weekend. Thank you for your warm welcome as our ministry together begins. I want to thank Chad Breeden and our Staff Parish Relations team for their gifts to Mark word, sacrament, service, and leadership as Jeff and I are installed as your new pastors. We look forward to getting to know you, to hearing your stories, the story of this church and the story of this community. I am grateful to have the privilege of building on the ministry and work of such gifted pastors as Rob Lau, Mark Miller, Mark Montgomery, Chris Bennett, and more, and all those who have had the blessing of serving Ebenezer. I have deep respect for those pastors and know many of them, and I have respect for your relationships with them and the impact that they have had in your lives. It will also be a privilege to serve alongside the gifted staff of this church and to work beside Pastor Monica and Pastor Jeff. Together we will be a strong clergy team. Pastor Monica will be committing the bulk of her service to building the Northern Virginia Missional Hub of non-traditional micro-churches in our community. And Pastor Jeff and I will be committing the bulk of our time to you, the church here in this main campus and building, and to you online. And we look forward to building those relationships together. Pastor Jeff and I have had to, in recent weeks, say goodbye to churches we loved in order to be able to come here to love this congregation and this 
community. And I don't know what you had in mind for your new lead pastor. You may have wanted someone shorter, someone with more of a southern accent, a man, a woman, someone older, younger, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. I don't know. But here I am, humbly, with my faults and my gifts. And here you are with yours. And God has put us together at this time in this place. And I am grateful for that. Because what it means is that we get to do church and be church for one another and for Stafford and more. And if you happen to be new to Ebenezer, well, you're in good company because Jeff and I are new too. We can grow together. And if you have been part of Ebenezer for some time, I realize my voice and face are not familiar yet. It can be a difficult adjustment when ministers change. I get that. But please know that Pastor Jeff and I are committed to God, committed to you, committed to this church, committed to this community. And we can all grow by God's grace together. We have a gospel to live out and put some skin on for others. So by God's grace, let us do that together. Would you pray with me? May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock, our refuge, our redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen. So where do we start? We start with God and we start with a story. A story about someone on a journey in the midst of change. Between what is familiar and what is not yet known. It is the story of an unexpected journey. Unexpected journeys can make us feel unsettled. And as Pastor Monica said last week, they can also make us feel rickety. Maybe you know what that's like to be in the midst of change. I'm guessing you do if you have lived long enough. I'm guessing you do if you have made a number of military moves. I'm guessing you do after these last 16 months or more of COVID. In that regard, we have all been living in unexpected change. Now we are in the midst of change as a church. A few weeks after celebrating the ministry of Pastor Rob and beginning to grieve that loss, change. In moving from two pastors to three with Pastor Monica, Pastor Jeff, and me, change. In coming out of COVID world and whatever that begins to look like next, change. In our 
personal lives. Some of us graduating from high school or college. Some of us adding to the family. Some of us having a military PCS. Some of us finishing elementary school or middle school. Not sure what a next school year will bring. Some of us now empty nesters. Some of us starting to commute again and returning to in-person living and work and life. And some of us walking in unexpected and unwanted journeys of illness or grief. Change has been the norm these last 16 months. We might be a little tired of it, frankly, and eager for something steady, solid, secure, and not rickety. I know I am. We call these transitions liminal space. Amongst the no longer of what we knew and the not yet of what we are beginning. Between one reality and the next, not knowing yet what that next will fully be. Our lives these days are journeys of change, unwanted and not Expected and not. The primary character in today's biblical story of change is Jacob. And Jacob has left his home on an unexpected journey. His life is a rickety mess due to, say, complicated relationships with his family. We don't have time to tell his full backstory today, but I hope you'll be able to read it in Genesis later. We'll sum it up by saying that Jacob is running away from his brother whom he has infuriated, so much so that Jacob now has to leave. Jacob is no stellar person of faith. He is highly flawed and perhaps too human for his own good. And what I love about this story is that Jacob is met by God as he is, not after he gets things worked out, not after he gets his life cleaned up, not after he has things figured out, not when he knows what's coming next. Now he is met by God in the midst of his unexpected journey of change, as he is. And as the story begins, the sun is going down and Jacob is settling in for a long night. He is afraid, lonely, vulnerable, and he lies down in a nondescript place, the middle of his journey. He picks up a stone for a pillow and puts it under his head and falls asleep. And while he sleeps, he has a profound dream in which something like a ladder or a stairway appears beside him, reaching from earth to heaven. And messengers of God are going up and down the ramp in a dream in a deep connection between the holy and that all-too-human. 
And God stands beside Jacob in his dream and says, I am the God of your ancestors and the God of you. And I am with you and will be with you wherever you go. In other words, Jacob, you couldn't get rid of me if you wanted to. I am your God. And know that the stuff of heaven has to do with the stuff of earth, and the stuff of earth has to do with the stuff of heaven. Because I am with you, and always will be. When Jacob awakes from his dream, he is still vulnerable, still in that same nondescript place, still in that same unexpected journey, still in the midst of change, still he does not know what will happen next. He will have more family drama and he will wrestle with God along the way. But something significant about the journey has changed. It's like the ground has shifted. And he marks the difference with the stone that he'd used for a pillow. He pours oil on that rock and says, Surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is with me. And no matter what happens next, that makes all the difference. Maybe you know what it's like when God shows up in the middle of an unexpected journey of change. Maybe you've seen it, felt it, heard it. Maybe outside in nature, in a hospital in a living room, at a kitchen table, at a communion table, in a field, by the river, or maybe in the middle of the night, like Jacob, or here in the sanctuary. When you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with you and you are not alone, it makes all the difference. And enables us to keep going in that journey. Gives us an anchor. I have felt like that in my life. Many, many times. I've been on an unexpected journey of change my whole life. And God continues to meet me in it. Again and again. I grew up in rural southern Virginia, climbing trees, playing with animals, walking and running through the woods. And I felt so close to God out there. I would make up songs and sing them to Jesus. My family was very active at our church. And when I was five years old, I remember standing in the kitchen with my mother and I told her that I wanted to be a pastor when I grew up. She said, that's nice, honey, but girls can't be pastors. In the church that we were in at the time, that was true. I hadn't noticed. 
So I said, well, I'll be a writer or a pediatrician or a professor or scoop ice cream instead. But the call from God I heard as a five-year-old did not go away. I did my best to ignore it. And after college, God led me to youth ministry which transitioned then from one ministry to another, and before I knew it, I'd been serving as staff for United Methodist Churches for over 20 years. I'd been on 20-some mission trips and had already been to seminary in a life chock full of stories. Then one day, a critical conversation came, not in a kitchen, but in an office with the lead pastor with whom I was serving at the time. And he said to me, Emily, why aren't you a pastor? I see these gifts in you. What are you so afraid of? I told him, I'm afraid I'm supposed to do it. And it scares me. I had seen the toll ministry takes on pastors and families. I had experienced it myself as staff. I knew my family might not accept it. I had seen how holy and how human the church is. How it is a beautiful thing when we get God's love right. And how it is so destructive when we don't. How churches can be a source of hope in the community and how they can weigh it down in judgment and fight over control. How at different times in our lives the church can be both the first place we want to go and the last place we want to be. Why would I want to be a pastor in that? And my clergy friend said to me that day, Try it. See if it fits. And if it doesn't, he said, if the call is not from God, then no harm done. You can continue in ministry in any way. So I did. And I went through the process and stood there to officially become clergy for the first time at that next year at Virginia's Methodist Annual Conference. And as the bishop was coming around the stage to lay hands on my head, I wanted to run away, just being honest. I questioned everything, feeling like Jacob, all too human for my own good, afraid, lonely, vulnerable. I watched the bishop getting closer to me and I prayed, Lord, I can't do this. And what I heard was, I know you can't. And I said, God, that's not helpful. (laughs) And then what I heard was, can you be faithful? I said, I think so. And God said, I do this through you. Your job is to be faithful to me. And then I heard the words that God said to Jacob. I am with you wherever you go. 
Not after you get this all figured out. Not after you know what's going to happen. Not after all your questions and fears are answered. But now, here, and always. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? God says, here I am. God met me as I am and continues to do so. That blessed conversation took place many years ago. And oh, how being a pastor has fit. It's like I'm that five-year-old in the kitchen who finally grew up to live in the skin with which God had given me when I was born. I am still humbled by it. And I still don't get at all why God called me to be a pastor, but I am oddly, reluctantly thankful for it. There are moments in our lives when we know down to our toes that the stuff of earth has everything to do with the stuff of heaven. And the stuff of heaven has everything to do with the stuff of earth. And the two are inextricably intertwined. Because God is with us and will be with us wherever we go. It is an unerasable promise in every unexpected journey. And now God brings me in my journey to share it with you. I'm grateful for that. Side by side in ministry, in Stafford, with Kids Rock and Moncure Elementary and the Brisbane Shelter and Sierra Leone and the Sewing Circle and the Backpack Ministry, with Axis and TNT, with the Sing Group, with Summer at the Park at Autumn Ridge, and so much more. As we make disciples through Jesus Christ and connect, heal, and bring hope to a world that needs it. This is what we are called to do, who we are called to be together by the grace of God. Ebenezer is no stranger to God's presence in transition. Former pastor Mark Miller told me the story some months ago of this church's unexpected journey. It was about 30 years ago he said that this church took a chance on a future and moved to a future it could not yet see and people it had not yet met to move to an area where people did not yet live in order to be with them when they came. God called you as a church before you had it all figured out, before you had all your questions answered, before you knew what was going to happen, And you built a gym to connect with parents and families and kids to set up Ebenezer in this community. Ebenezer, as you know, means a stone of hope built as a promise in the middle of more unknowns than could be counted at the time. Wow. For 165 years, Ebenezer 
church is a testament to living faith through change. Pastor Jeff, our families and I are honored that now we get to be written into that story too. I hope you hear God's promise today. God is with us. Not after we get things figured out. Not after we have all our questions and fears. God is with us now. As we are in the midst of change and questions. And thanks be to God, there is nothing we can do about it. God has simply promised to be with us regardless. And we can count on it as an anchor of faith through change. God is with us and promises to be so. Thanks be to God. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? Amen. And amen.